Welcome to the Purposely Driven Podcast. Each one of us has a part to play in this world. Our strengths and our gifts make our communities a little bit sweeter. Join me, LaToya Guillory, as I interview community leaders, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, and more. Find out what drives them to get up in the morning and fulfill the purpose God has for them. Kevin was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana. He is a two-time graduate of the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, earning a bachelor's degree in marketing and a master's of business administration. He has a diverse career background, including two years as a full-time campus minister at Sam Houston State University in Huntsville, Texas. Kevin also has experience in human resources, logistics and supply chain, and higher education. Kevin currently serves as the Office Coordinator for the Louisiana Entrepreneurship and Economic Development Center, also known as the LEAD Center, at UL Lafayette. This position allows him to work with entrepreneurs, students, and community organizations. These are all his passions. Community involvement has been a very important part of Kevin's life over the past 10 years. He has served two years as Civic Committee Chair on the Board of Directors for the 705 Young Leaders for a Better Acadiana. Kevin currently serves as a Secretary for New Hope Lafayette and Board President for the Family Connection, Inc. He was named Top 20 Under 40 Young Leaders of Acadiana in 2017. Relationships are very important to Kevin. He loves spending time with his family, and friends, helping others find their purpose and live it out is something that he has always been important to him. He believes that everyone has something unique in them and we must live the life we are called to live. Kevin states, blessing others is really a blessing to me. I don't lose anything by helping people grow. I actually gain a lot. Don't be a lake, be a river, because in a lake, the water just sits there, but in a river, the water flows. The water never runs out. That's how I try to live my life with other people. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of my Purposely Driven podcast. I am Latoya Guillory with Empowered with Purpose. Today, I am so excited. I have my number one with me. We get to talk to my hubby, Mr. Kevin Guillory. And so I get to see the behind the scenes of everything this man is about. And I'm telling you, he is none to be played with. He is doing a lot in our community. He is the best husband and father that I know. He is the best friend to uh, a lot of different people. And so I am just excited to be here with him and to be able to do what I like to do and talk him up. Um, Welcome, Kevin. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing okay. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me and thank you for being a part of our lives and our 
our child's life, we have uh, five-year-old Kevin Jr. So you're looking at, or you're listening to Kevin Sr. Um, and so we have an exciting podcast for you today. First things first, what does a typical day look like for you? Well, I usually try to get up <laughs> between 6 and 6.30, um, get ready. I like to listen to music in the morning or maybe throw in a quick TV show while I'm eating breakfast, just something to kind of relax um, before the day begins, try to start a little slow. Um, then it's off to bringing our, <clears throat> bringing our son to school, um, dropping him off, having that good quality time with him on the ride over, um, then heading into the office. Um, and there, right now, there's really no typical day um, because with my job, every day is different. It could be um, doing paperwork, um, submitting expense reports, uh, doing social media marketing, meeting with entrepreneurs, consulting, going visit different businesses in town, or having meetings um, on campus or in different parts of the community. Um, so that's good. Every day is a little bit different. Um, then when I get off at five, go pick the pick up our son from school, come home, do homework, relax, watch TV, play PlayStation, maybe do a little reading. Um, it's just a lot. It just depends on the day. There's no typical day anymore, which is nice. I love that, but I know it sounds like a lot, but what I love about it is it pulls on your strengths and not just one strength like you have multiple strengths right and so you're meeting with business owners you're doing spreadsheets you're doing social media media marketing like that's all in your wheelhouse and you get to develop that each time you go you know from day to day so that's awesome so tell the people what your current profession is right now i serve as the office coordinator for the louisiana entrepreneurship and economic development center um, at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Uh, we are an EDA-funded university center. Our goal is to work with entrepreneurs and business owners in historically under-resourced areas and rural areas of our community. Um, we also work with students at the university. Um, we have a six-week ex business accelerator program called the Accelerate Program. Um, we're actually finishing our fourth program on this upcoming Tuesday. Um, and this one is in St. Landry Parish, which is north of uh, Lafayette. We've had one over the summer in Evangeline Parish, and we've had two Accelerate um, Northside programs. So it's a, it's, we are, are doing a lot. <laughs> we have a big vision. Um, we're almost like a startup. Um, we, the, the center hasn't been around but for about two years. Um, and so we're getting our footing. We're learning what we want to do and our vision for the future and to continue to grow. So my primary position um, in the office is basically handling the um, back-end stuff, the financing, the, the expenses, um, lining up vendors for the event, lining up um, reservation for spaces and things of that nature, handling the logistics of of everything that goes on in the in the in the lease center. 
That's awesome. And I, being your wife, get the privilege of seeing a lot of the behind the scenes. And I think I get really excited just, you know, watching you walk through it. Um, I don't know if you really understand or maybe you do, uh, but what you're doing for this community here in Lafayette, Louisiana, and just, you know, the business owners, um, the those that want to develop businesses. I mean, y'all do the Accelerate program, which is great, fantastic, that builds up these leaders to open up their own businesses. But then you also like work with these businesses behind the scenes and you help them brainstorm and develop their story in a way that they wouldn't be able to do on their own or maybe um, trigger thoughts that they wouldn't be able to trigger on their own and you know I like to say teamwork makes a dream work right and so you get to be able to do that with these entrepreneurs and you make this community better by what you do by what Jonathan does what Jeff does you guys make this community better just by this program so this program means so much even though it's an accelerate program it means so much for what you're doing for those that maybe have never even been recognized before that maybe never thought hey I could actually open a business you know that maybe never thought that they were capable that they didn't have the the funding but you're teaching them how to um, build their businesses up from the grassroots and I love to watch as you go through it you know, I don't get to go because, you know, we got, we got our son at home. But I love to see as you go through it, the businesses that come out of it. You know, Sweet on B, um, Kelsey Sanders, we've got, you know, um, Leah Porter and all these different things. It's just so fun to watch what you do and how you ignite fire in a small community like Lafayette, Louisiana. So is there anything you would devote your life to? And if so, what would it be? <laughs> that's a long, that's a difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm getting there. Um, like I've always enjoyed since, well, I won't say always, as an adult, I've enjoyed building relationships with people and seeing people grow and helping people grow. Uh, and that's what I feel like I devote my life to and all that I desire to devote my life to. Um, just a little background, right out of college, I did two years of full-time um, college ministry at Sam Houston State University in Huntsville, Texas. Um, so my first job out of college was ministry. And so for me, that really set the foundation of what I wanted my life and my career to look like. Um, I know that I wanted to have an impact on others. And during that time is when I learned that blessing others is really a blessing to me and that I don't lose anything by helping others grow, I actually gain a lot um, just from the people that I was able to build relationships with um, and mentor and to see them grow and to see where they are now in their life and to see how they um, blessed me. And like, I could not imagine my life without them 
And so that really set up the foundation of what I want my life to look like. Um, whether it's at work or, you know, when I did the MBA program, just building relationships with other people and helping them um, to grow. That's what I enjoy. That's what I enjoy doing. And that's what I hope to devote my life to and to leave a legacy that will go on for um, generations. And so for me, that's what's important, sharing life with people and really helping them um, grow in who they were created to be. I love that. And, and I've honestly, I've gotten to see you do that. Like I see the friendships that you built uh, in Huntsville and the long friendships that you've had, you know, even here um, being a part of different groups that you have here, longstanding friendships, 15 plus years for most of the, your core, you know, and seeing the relationship that you have, you know, even for our wedding, you know, the elite eight, like they formulated their own little group and most of them didn't even know each other. But when they came together and formulated their own little elite eight as, as your groomment, they spoke volumes of the man that you are and what you bring to their relationship and what they bring to you. That's amazing. So what is your definition of purpose? Uh, my definition of purpose is doing what you're supposed to do, basically. Um, I know for me, like I feel most, so I can give a story to kind of illustrate this. Um, like I said, I did full-time ministry after I graduated from college. Um, and that lasted about a little over two years. Um, as part of that uh, ministry, I was required to raise my own financial support. Um, and there came a point where it wasn't coming in. And so we all, you know, with me, with the, the leaders and the pastors and stuff, we made a decision for me to step away from ministry and to work full time. And so that was quite a transition going from ministry to a cubicle uh 40 hours a week and there was a point to where i felt like i didn't have a purpose um like i felt like i would just go to work i would come home veg out i would still hang out with friends and whatnot but i feel like i didn't have that purpose and um at the time one of my friends was the youth pastor at the local church in huntsville and he asked me to to help him with the youth ministry and that was not something that I ever thought I would do. Uh, I enjoyed doing college ministry and whatnot, but I decided to do it. And it wasn't so much doing ministry. It was being able to pour into the lives of, of teenagers and to see them grow and be a, a positive influence in such a pivotal point in their life. And from that, I began doing Sunday school for junior high and high school. So I was every Sunday going and teaching Sunday school lessons and, and doing things like that. And so that helped me to, um, to feel like I was living for a purpose. And, um, and so for me, from that point on, it's always been about living for a purpose. And I've, one of an analogy that I heard is um, 
like don't be a lake be a river because in a lake the water just sits there um, it doesn't go anywhere but a river the water flows but the water never runs out and so that's how I try to live my life as a river pouring out to other people but also in myself getting filled up um, and so it's like I've set my life up in a way you know being a business mind that if I'm pouring out to other people, if I'm helping other people, I have other people around me who can pour into me, who I can learn from and who I can get energy from. Um, so I'm not drained by helping others. So I feel like I have a system in place to where I can be encouraged and filled up and that encourages me to go out and fill up other people. That's awesome. And you know, again, I, I get to see the behind the scenes, but what I, I, I'll be remiss if I did not say this, but I, as being part of this family for almost nine years now, um, I get to see like your family and how they act around each other and the things that they do with each other and the legacy that they live. And so it's cool to see your uncles and your dad and how they interact and then how that influenced you as a dad, as a brother, you know, and then how you then turn around and do those things that you were talking about as far as pouring in purpose into our son and how he's going to look up to you and do the same things, you know. Uh, he's already so caring and so helpful at five years old, it's almost, you know, crazy to think that he's five, some of the things that he does. But I honestly feel like a lot of what he has comes from you. You know, I've got my side too, where, you know, we're leaders and all that, but it takes a man to raise a man, right? Um, and how you guys raise and communicate together and live out your truths and instill that into all of the men in your family. It's just amazing for me to watch, you know? And I'm so grateful that KJ has that, you know? He has a father that's gonna lead him. He has a grandfather that's gonna lead him, that's gonna instill, you know, morals and models and values in him that, you know, I can, I can do it. <laughs> But I think that you can do it better than I can do it because he has so much legacy to emulate from um, your family line. So where do you draw your strength from? <laughs> where do I draw my strength from? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a simple answer. <laughs> Um, but for me, Jesus is really important part of my life, obviously, um, having done, been in ministry full time and things of that nature, uh, a lot of what I want to do or desire to do is to model after what Jesus did, um, in the way of you know, the close relationships, the close friendships, like he had his, his 12 and that was his, his close group of people. Um, but he also ministered to people outside of his 12. 
And so for me, you know, talk about my elite eight with my, my groomsmen and stuff. Um, but that's what I've always attempted to have in my life is that core group of close people that I can share life with, but also be able to go out and minister and bless other people. Um, because that's what I felt like Jesus did. And so I, my strength is drawn from, I'm an introvert. Um, like I can do public speaking, I can be in groups and all of that, but it drains my energy. And so I have to recharge, you know, being by myself, uh, watching football, playing PlayStation or whatever, just having that time. Um, but for me also just like sitting down for lunch or for coffee with a friend, like that really energizes me and having that um, that one-on-one -on -one time, that opportunity to go, um, to go deeper with people. And I've seen way too many shallow relationships and friendships to know that that's not what I want. I'd rather be an inch wide and a mile deep as opposed to a mile wide and an inch deep. And so for me, I've always been very, um, aware of the people that I surround myself with because I know how important that is. And so for me, I draw energy, motivation, encouragement from the people um, that are closest to me, um, like my family, just being around family and being in Lake Charles and things of that nature driving around and seeing my old neighborhood and showing my old middle and elementary schools to my son and just thinking about where I'm from and all of that and who I am and just being around my family like really um, gives me energy because I know that's what's important to me. And so I guess I just get my energy from you know, the people that God has placed in my life. Because for me, I've seen the love of God most through some of the people that he has placed in my life at the opportune time in which I needed them. That's awesome. So give it to me. What's your favorite quote or scripture? just one no you can give me as many as you want no i like psalms 91 um about resting in the lord and him protecting us from everything um obviously uh matthew 6 seek first the kingdom of god and righteousness and all these things will be added unto you um there's a few others but those are the two um, that stick out um, that I go to. Also, um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, that right there over the past couple of years has been one of my favorite because there's so much to unpack in that one little scripture of loving the Lord your God, obviously, loving your neighbor, obviously, 
and loving yourself. And so you can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. And I feel like a lot of times self can be discounted in that. Loving self has can have a negative connotation in certain circles. Um, but if you don't love yourself and who God created you to be, um, you can't love your neighbor. And so for me, that's the that's the one thing that I've tried to live by over the past few years is learning how to love myself regardless of the mistakes and regrets that I may have um, and loving my neighbor and realizing that my neighbor is anyone who I come into, into contact with regardless of who they are, um, any attributes they may have, any labels that people may try to place on them, they're my neighbor. And so everything that I do should be out of love. And I feel like that makes life so much easier is when the motive behind everything is love. Um, because when you're doing something out of love, it's almost impossible to be deceptive or manipulative or things of that nature. So that's what I try to, to do and try to teach others to do. <laughs> I love that. And um, there's a quote that I, that I love to say over and over again, but, um, and it, it's true to that. And it's that love and kindness never go out of style. We can always use love. We can always use kindness. And I think about, um, there's a story about the Good Samaritan, right? Um, in the Bible, there's a story where this um, guy gets beat up and whatnot. I guess he was like a robber or something like that. And he gets beat up and um, everybody passes him up, you know? The preacher passed him up. The, you know, the different people passed him up and just laid, laid, laid him. He just was there, you know, almost dead. And this Samaritan, this good Samaritan. So Samaritans weren't like people that were known to do good things or what have you. Um, and they were basically shunned um, from society because of the lifestyle that they lived and whatnot. Um, but this particular story they named him the good samaritan and this good samaritan picked this man up and he took him to a hotel and he paid for his room and you know he, he got him all fixed up and told him that you know take care of him and if you need anything else from me you know let me know and i'll come you know and take care of what you need kind of thing and and that's what i think about too it's like it doesn't matter you know, who you are, where you come from, what you did, your past or whatever it is, kindness and love never go out of style. And so, as you said, you know, um, we got to treat people the way we want to be treated, right? It doesn't, your, your neighbor doesn't, it doesn't matter who your neighbor is. We got to love ourselves so that we can love other people as well. And we have to... Uh, so the, when you talk about the great Samaritan or the good Samaritan or whatever, when he put the guy up in the room, 
Um, so basically when we do things out of love, we don't do stuff out of, with ulterior motives. Right. Like the guy didn't rescue the guy from the road and put him to the, the inn and pay for his room and all of that with the hope of getting something out, out of him or right. leaving a card and saying, hey, call me whenever you are not but bloodied and beaten and I'm going to help you, blah, 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 blah. You know, right. and so I feel like that's a lot of things too. And one of the things that I've always... I've always harped on is discernment um, because not all things done out of kindness come with no strings attached. And so that part. It's, it's important yeah. to have discernment and to know and to not be the person that has ulterior motives out of your kindness, but to know that you are planting seeds in the world and in society that one day can reap a harvest. And so it's about doing things that others may not even know about, you know, like I'm sure the, the Good Samaritan didn't take a selfie with the beat up man bloodied in his face and post it on his Instagram. Right, his Instagram. <laughs> so, some uh, hashtag help a brother out or something like that, so, right. you know, so we have to watch our motives and whatever we do. Absolutely. Like, just be kind just because you're kind, you know, like <laughs> Jesus didn't go around like promoting his kindness just because like he was just doing what he did. You know, he was walking in his purpose and he was being him. He was being true to himself because that's who he was. Like he wasn't looking for accolades. He wasn't looking to be like all of these things. I mean, look how he came down, you know, we're celebrating Christmas or whatever. You know, he came down in a manger, like already knowing who he was, he came down in a manger. And so he wasn't looking for all of this stuff. He was just loving people. He was just kind. He wasn't, he didn't have an ulterior motive. He wasn't manipulative. He wasn't, oh, well, I'm going to do this. or you got to do this for me because I did this for you kind of thing. He was just kind yeah. and loving so I, the Bible says in the love chapter, love keeps no record of wrongs. But in my mind, I, I, I turn that around and say, love also keeps no record of rights. Because yes, it's, I easy, love that. it's easy to keep record of what we do right and to attempt to draw from that later on down the line of, oh, well, you see, you remember I did this or I did that for you and this, that, and the other. So you owe me this. And blah, 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 you know, and so love is love with no strings attached, you know, so it's not our job yeah, yeah, yeah. to keep record of the kindness so that we can say, oh, look at all the kindness that I have built up in this bucket. I'm going to pull out some of this so I can, you know, whatever, whatever. Remember back in, you know, January of 2006, I did this for you, <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, so it's, it's important to, to love and if you love, you, you'll reap what you sow. If you love and you're kind, then that's going to come back and you won't have to worry about, you know, using your kindness to gain stuff. You're going to get it back. So I love that. There's another scripture. I don't know where it is. I, I can't like give the Bible verse or whatever, but it talks about how, you know, when you go to the pearly gates or what have you and, uh, and you go, uh, somebody went and they were like, 
yeah, you know, I did this and I did that and I did this. And she was like, Is, none of that stuff really matters. Did you do this? Mm-hmm. You know, because um, if you didn't do this, like if you didn't love like this, it's like I never knew you, right? To love yourself and to love your neighbor as yourself. All these other things that you did, it doesn't matter because you weren't doing it in my name. You were doing it in yours. Where can we find you? Uh, well, I, I'm normally on Facebook scrolling when I shouldn't be. Um, says Kevin Guillory on Facebook and LinkedIn is Kevin Guillory. Those are the two uh, main platforms that I use. Um, so yeah, from those Facebook and LinkedIn pages, you'll see um, the work that I'm doing with different organizations and with my job and things like that. Well, listen, thank you, Kevin, for being with us today. Uh, I appreciate you in so many ways, <laughs> not just for being my husband, but for the man that you are, for our community, for the, the father that you are to our son you know, for the son that you are to your father, so many things. Um, and I just appreciate you for coming on here. Uh, I just appreciate you for being who you are and for leading our family the way you do. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. This has been the Purposely Driven Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast interview, and I look forward to you joining me in the future. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. New shows are posted twice a month for your listening pleasure. See you next time.